RadioInfluence.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jeff Nip Tuck Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Natupski. I'm a local real estate broker, Marine Corps veteran, and a community leader. On today's podcast, I have John Toomer of My Reliant Home Insurance. We're going to talk to you about ways you can save money on your home insurance, some of the horror stories that happens as a result of not having enough insurance, uh, among some other personal stories we have. Please subscribe to my podcast. You can find me at ritampabay.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the fine places podcasts are heard. So let's jump into it. Mr. John Toomer, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Hey, fantastic, man. It's a great morning. Weather's beautiful down here in Tampa, Florida. Nice and crisp. Beautiful. Yes. I rode my bike here to work. Just enjoy the weather. It was exhausting. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I feel that I need to get out and ride my bike a little bit more. Yeah, work the glutes. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your business. What do you do? All right, so I own Reliant Insurance Services. It's a, a property and casualty insurance agency. So what that means is basically we do your home, your auto, your life insurance. We basically insure anything um, except for health insurance, but we do have partners that, that work with the health insurance. So our job is at the end of the day to make sure that you're properly covered with the most competitive price on the market. Huh. Where do you sell, like what industry do you sell the most insurance through? Uh, home insurance and flood insurance are by far our, our most popular products. And that is because we specialize in working with realtors, mortgage brokers, and people who are buying homes. Um, so there's a lot of questions for people buying homes, whether you're a first-time home buyer or you've bought multiple homes. Typically, you learn what you need to during that time, but then you forget it. And that's what we're here for, to make sure that you understand your options and you're, you're properly protected. Well, okay, so you bring up the options. Talk to me a little bit about options. I'll give you a scenario, um, and this actually happened. So about a month and a half ago, I was showing one of my clients a house. While we were in this home, his first question to me was, how much would it cost to insure this home, and is it in a flood zone? Um, In which my responses were, yes, it was in a flood zone. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. Let me call up John Toomer. So I call you up on the spot. You are able to do what um, while you're in your office? Walk us through that pro- process. So if myself, a realtor, or another client calls you, what's the process you go through to actually get them a quote? So what we do is we represent most of the insurance companies in the state of Florida. So as an independent agent, I'm able to shop the rate through virtually everyone. Um, if it's something you need just quick on the fly over the phone, Depending on the age of the home, I, I ask some basic questions. When was the roof last put on? When is the age of the home? I can guesstimate based on my experience where that rate's going to come in, give or take. Um, and then on the flood insurance, sometimes that that's a tough one um, because a lot of times you do require an elevation certificate. And depending on how that comes back, um, it, it can sway the quote by several thousand dollars alone. So what I do is I try to use my experience to give something on the fly to you. Um, but if I need to run a quote, there are sometimes some things I need in order to get an accurate quote. Okay, good to know. I, I got some questions about the flood insurance, but before I get to that, you, you brought up a good point on the roof. Um, 
that's probably the most important aspect uh, when folks are looking at houses. They should be asking, how old is the roof? How old is the air conditioning, the plumbing, and electrical? Because would you say those four parts are probably what makes up the bulk of the premium? Yeah, so the, the plumbing and the electrical and the AC have more to do with eligibility than actual pricing. Um, so depending on what type of plumbing, what type of electrical, that really doesn't affect the rate, just eligibility. The roof has a big... Uh, what do you mean by eligibility? Eligibility. So for example, let's say plumbing, you have galvanized plumbing. Well, a lot of insurance companies won't write galvanized plumbing. And what's galvanized plumbing? Galvanized plumbing is plumbing made out of galvanized metal. And they really don't use that anymore. Most of the time it's PVC. But the issue with galvanized is over time, and a lot of these homes are built in the 50s, 60s, 70s when they use this, it corrodes from the inside out. And then the pipe busts, and then you have a huge water. Funny climb. you mention that. On my block alone, in the last three months, I've seen four houses with their entire yard dug out because our entire neighborhood has galvanized plumbing. So eventually soon, I'm going to have to file a claim. Be easy on me. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll talk to claims. Be easy on me on that. Uh, so they got the old school galvanized plumbing. Let's say someone finds a perfect house and, and, it, and it has galvanized plumbing. Then what? Not a problem. It, the only challenge, when I talk about eligibility, so let's say right now I have 20 plus companies to run the insurance school through. Well, if you have galvanized, I might only have six that will write a galvanized plumbing house. So I can only run the quote through those six. So you're not getting penalized per se because you have galvanized, but you have less options. And sometimes you're still going to get the best rate on the market because that particular company happens to be the best rate. Sometimes you might have to pay a little more because that particular company who writes galvanized isn't the most competitive. But uh, so you have the option to shop multiple companies. Um, a lot of times I'm finding on the specific house that we did a deal together in West Shore, it had one of those old roofs and you were able to get them insured through Citizens. Yes. And saved the kid probably six, $700 a month from his other policies. He shopped around. He couldn't get insurance. He almost thought the deal was going to fall through. And then I asked, well, did you reach out to John? He said, oh, no, I, I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. I said, well, let's reach out to him. And we did it. You're able to get him insured. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the benefits of working with us is we do so much home insurance. We see pretty much everything. So we work with homes from the I've, – I've wrote a policy on a home from the 1800s all the way to brand-new construction. And especially when you start getting into that older stuff when you're south of Gandy or you're in uh, uh, Seminole Heights or, or down in St. Pete and you have these bungalows – there's a lot of different things you got to look at and work through, um, and it's kind of finding that balance and getting that, you know, making sure they're properly covered, getting them covered, and then also finding them the most competitive rate. All right. Yeah, I, I want to talk about saving some money, but, you know, before on some business note, you brought up houses built in the 1800s. I got a house coming up for sale built in 1895 down in south of Gandy. It's near the Spanish-American War Memorial Park. Oh, I need to get an insurance quote on it because I know this two-story house, wood frame, is could be expensive. I don't know. But the number one question I'm going to get from folks is how much is it going to cost to insure this? So what is the steps to take for me or to have you know the potential buyer to reach out to you to obtain a quote? Is this a listing of yours? This is going to be a listing of mine. I would probably recommend getting an upfront four-point and win mitigation on the home. And so I can get you the proper information because when you're dealing with a home that old, 
there are so many factors that can affect eligibility and then definitely rate. And then the, the amount of carriers that are available to write that age home are very slim. There's not a bunch out there that will do it. Um, and so then, you, you're suggesting to have the homeowner get an upfront four-point inspection and an upfront wind mitigation inspection. Can you talk about how that correlates to home insurance? So the four-point inspection goes back to the eligibility a lot of times. So it's looking at the roof. It's looking at the plumbing, the electrical, and the, the AC. The, the pricing, the roof has more to do with pricing than pretty much anything on that inspection. And that's because what the roof looks at is it looks at how that roof is attached to the wall of the house. And there's other various features of how it's nailed down, um, the trusses, and there's different pieces I'm not going to get too detailed into. But um, that really, the roof is what affects the rate on the four point and the wind mitigation. What's the best roof to have to have the cheapest insurance? Uh, hip roof, hip, hip shape roof. roof. So okay. it basically comes down on all four sides. Um, you know, a newer roof, something built past 2005. I mean, 8D nail. I mean, I can go into the details of the type of nails and, and how what far they have to be What if my roof is estimated um, to be about 23 to 25 years old? Um, I know that part of the the system on insuring houses is finding how much useful life they have left on that house. I find a lot of houses that home buyers are, are buying now are recently remodeled and they love how beautiful it looks, but the roof is old. So is there like a how do you go about determining how much useful life is left on a roof or how does that actually translate into what the quote's going to be? So the the useful life, the, the four point can be used as also a roof certification. And so they put the, the estimated life. Most insurance companies have hard cutoffs. For example, a, a shingle roof, some are 15 years. Most insurance companies are about 20 years. Anything older than 20 years, they just won't write it, period. So shingle roofs... 20 years of useful life if their house are 20 years old 20 years old on the roof so if the roof is 20 years or older chances are they're not going to be able to get it insured and folks i've had this happen multiple times where you know we have a recently remodeled house the roof is 20 years old we then get into a situation where when we have the four-point inspection that shows this shingle roof with 20 years age on it, the insurance company will not insure it. Then I have to renegotiate the contract. Oftentimes, these deals are falling apart because the seller, they could be a remodeler. They could be living in there. They don't want to drop the price five to $10,000 to replace this roof. So me as, you know, being privy to the situation when I bring my home buyers into these houses, um, I'm asking these questions. We need to know how old the roof is. We need to anticipate this becoming an issue beforehand. Uh, what I, are, I want to throw a caveat in there, though. Please. Although most of them will not write it, there are a few that will if there's useful life, as you talked about. A lot of times, depending on the company, sometimes you require three, sometimes you require uh, five. It three really, or five what? Use, uh, remaining years of useful life. On the home, at the end of the day, I have carriers that I can pretty much get anything insured with. So it could be a 30-year-old shingle roof that I've gotten insured in the past. I just have to go through a completely different market to get that. So if you need insurance, I can get it for you. You do might you have in, to pay more for do it. Do you insure man caves and do, do, do you insure she sheds? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fantastic. So let's talk about saving money. That's the number one thing on, on people's mind. Yeah. Um, give me some ideas. Give me some tips. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to influence anybody on the type of house they buy based on insurance because, you know, it might be a difference of, you know, $400 a year, which if you find a house that you like, you don't want to make the decision completely on, is my insurance going to be a little more? So, but having said that, you know, your masonry construction is typically going to be less expensive. Your than block your, construction, right? Your, your block construction is going to be uh, less expensive than your frame. And and what, folks, the difference between block construction and frame, your old wooden bungalow homes, those are frame construction houses. The homes that have the stucco on them, a lot of times those are block construction, and block is a concrete block. So the actual exterior of the home is made out of concrete block. Now, that makes your house more valuable for a number of reasons. Um, one, insurability. It's going to have less damage on your house in the event of, say, a hurricane or, or a fire if your house is made out of concrete block. If your house is made out of wood frame, um, you're insurance premiums are always going to be higher because more things can go wrong. Wood frame houses are susceptible, more susceptible to termite damage and activity than a block frame home. So when I'm talking to individuals who are talk, you know, want to buy a home, we go down that path. We go down that conversation. Um, what's more important to them? Do they want the architectural style of the bungalow and they don't necessarily care about the insurance costs or if insurance costs matter to them you know they want to look towards the block construction homes because folks when it comes to the, the determination of your mortgage payment it starts with your actual mortgage payment let's say your total payment is 1500 well a thousand of that may only be going to principal and then you also have to tack on your monthly insurance costs if an insurance premium costs you $1,200 a year, that's $100 extra a month. I find that block construction homes are generally cheaper. Do you, John, see, you know, maybe do you have a numerical value on the differences in premiums for a block construction home compared to a wooden frame home? It could be maybe around 20%, 15 to 20% difference in price. But but I want to go back to a point you made, which I think is important about the termites and and wood destroying organisms that is not covered by insurance so make sure when you are you know if, if you're buying a, a wood frame home to to invest in the termite protection um because if termites start eating it it's not going to be covered through insurance because that's that's preventable that's maintenance um that you have so good point so when you say going into purchasing the home, looking into the termites, what you're really suggesting is um, we need to have a termite inspection, which is actually called a WDO inspection. Folks, that is, stands for Wood Destroying Organisms. Fun fact, I recently learned that uh, red carpenter ants are considered wood destroying organisms. Did you know that? I did not know that. I had a WDO inspection and the inspector wrote it on the report. Oh, nice. No. It was horrible because then we had to treat the house for, for red carpenter ants. What I learned about it, what they do is they go into your windowsills and they kind of eat away at the windowsills. Oh, doesn't happen that often, but I've seen it happen, and it became an issue. If you think about it, it makes sense. They're called carpenter ants. Ain't that something? You never thought about it. We just uh, The light just went off. How about it? Cool. So, so going into purchasing a wood frame home, consider... The cost of the insurance is probably going to be a little more expensive, fifteen to twenty percent on average. That can add an extra one, two, three hundred dollars mortgage or onto the mortgage payment. Um, so one way of saving money on their insurance is looking at block construction homes. 
let's say they find a perfect block construction home they want. They give you a call. What are some ways you can help them save money? Well, we look at pretty much everything. So uh, we look at the roof. We look at the inspections. We put all that in. Um, we also look at the – there's several pieces to home insurance. It's not just – covering the dwelling or the home itself. There's personal property, There's uh, which is your contents. There's loss of use. So if you do have a claim and you can't live in the house, they're going to pay for a condo or an apartment to live in. While the house is getting fixed, there's liability aspects. There's a bunch of different endorsements to protect you. So what we do is we structure them how we recommend. We put together a video for you when we send the quote. And it's essentially us going over the quote. You see the quote. Uh, you see us going over it. We go line by line, explain what it means, what you can and can't change, your different options. And then from there, you're educated. You can make a great decision. You can ask follow-up questions. And then that way we get you the best rate. We shop it through all the companies. And then we can adjust coverages to fit your budget and to fit your needs and go from there. Those videos are fantastic. My clients love them. Um, what, how do folks get a hold of you? They can contact me through phone. Oh, yes. what's your phone number? 813-502-0282. There's this other technology I've heard of recently, the World Wide Web. That's the www, correct? Oh, yeah. Do you yes. have that? www.myreliantinsurance.com, and Reliant is R-E-L-I-A-N-T. Yes. Good. Glad, folks, you know, go check him out, see what kind of, uh, you know, insurance coverages you might be able to get. Can they actually go on your website and, and get a quote? They can request a quote, they but it, it's a quote. home insurance and auto insurance are so detailed, it's difficult to set up and get a quote because, again, we're shopping it through the companies. That phone number also, I want to mention you can text that number um, and, and request a quote or initiate contact and go from there. So I have some other questions on ways to save money. Um, I have a trouble with a alarm company system, right? An alarm system. Um, and, and here's my troubles with it. You have a lot of alarm companies that are going door to door and they're knocking on your, your house and saying, hey, we want to help you save money on your insurance. You can save 20 to 50% monthly on your insurance premium by having a monitored alarm system. I fell for it. I got locked into a five-year contract because I bought my very first house. It was only going to be 50 or $60 a month. I was supposed to save 200% of my home insurance. Um, I, I It turned out that wasn't the case. No, no. The, so those people are either ignorant or they're lying. You know, it's, it's one or the other. Um, and maybe that's how they're trained. I'm not sure. Um, but no, that's definitely not the case. Um, it depends on the insurance company. It depends on how much property you have insured the amount, but typically it comes around 40 to maybe $50 a year. You might be able to save depending on various specifics. Great point. Let's harness on that. So it costs me $600 a year to have this alarm system. And you're saying folks who are spending this will save how much? 40 to 50 for the year. So you, you don't want to buy an alarm system because because of anything to do with insurance. You know, you're buying the alarm system for all the other benefits that you, you know, you have. Great. Uh, I'm glad we brought that up because that's, that's a lot of consumers out there nowadays are, and I'll go out there and say they're, they're straight up being scammed. Uh, if people are knocking on your door that you never met before and they're trying to sell you something, you know, folks, I would recommend being very slow to agree to any of that. Um, 
something that I do as just a natural salesman is when folks try to sell me and stuff, I always say I'm going to sleep on it, I want to wait on it. These people are coming to their neighborhoods. Um, I have a neighborhood community Facebook page, and, and quite often um, folks are coming, and, and they're trying to get them to sign on a dotted line right then and there. Um, so I understand, and I have felt or fell for this little scam of how much money you're going to save on your insurance. You're not going to save a lot for your monitored burglar system. Now, what about a monitored fire alarm system? So when I, when I talk about that 40 or 50, typically that in, includes the monitored fire. And what monitored fire mostly means is your, your smoke detector, at least one, is hooked up to the, the alarm system. So if the smoke detector goes off, they get notified. Um, and when to get the credit, you need to contact the alarm company, and they'll send a certificate, and they specifically state whether it's the alarm or the fire or both, and then I have to input that and or submit that to the insurance company, and, and the the credit will depend on which one you have or both. What are some other ways that uh, you could tell the listeners today that you know they can save money? So let's say for the folks out there who they have their insurance company, they love their insurance company. Give them some items that they could call their company and say, hey, we have this, this, or that. Lower my insurance premium. Well, I mean, you you can always adjust coverages, um, which we we recommend talking to. You know, if you have an agent, talk to them. Feel free to call us and get our opinion on the pros and cons of what. do you mean adjust your coverages? Adjust your coverages. So, for example, on your personal property amount. So this is your content. So the best way to think of that is imagine flipping the home upside down. If it falls, it's probably personal property. So your furniture, your decorations, your shoes, your clothes, all that's pretty much all personal property. Um, you might be overinsured. You might have $200,000 of personal property coverage, and you don't need that. Or you might be underinsured. Um, so you could lower that personal property amount if it's if it's if you're overinsured. Um, there is replacement cost. I got value. a question on the yeah. personal property, and, and this is something that my dad taught me. Um, he goes. Every time you get an insurance quote, most companies, they're going to give you the highest amount of personal property protection. My dad would always say, I don't have $50,000 worth of stuff. I don't need insurance on $50,000 worth of belongings. So is that true? Are, are most insurance companies, are they insuring you at the top tier of personal property? And the only way they're going to lower down to a lower tier of personal property coverage is asking for it? Um. Yes and no. I mean, it really depends on the agent and their style. So, you know, there's lots of agents like myself out there, and a lot of us represent the same same companies. The difference is is you want to have a good relationship with your agent. You want to trust your agent. You want to know that they have your best interest out. So when I structure a quote, I structure a lot of times personal property. I don't want to get too much in the weeds. It's a percentage of your dwelling cost. So let's say your home is $200,000 and you have a 50% personal property, that's $100,000 of personal property. I typically structure mine at 25%. I explain to the client what it means, and then I say, if you feel like you need more coverage, let me know. We can always increase it. And then, you know, I've shared what it means. It's up to them to determine. That's a, having said that, though, that's a difficult number to determine. And people ask me this, well, how much do I need? Well, I don't know. Is your furniture from Ikea or is it, you know, some type of Highline? You went to the Highline store and you have a $10,000 couch. So you got to take those things into consideration. And I have no way of um, looking at your property. Now, we do have tools where you can do a replacement cost estimator, but you're going to have to go 
through your property and determine that amount, which takes a lot of time and a lot of people don't do it. I heard some people actually use their phone and take a video of all of their belongings in their house and send it to their insurance agent and ask them what they should do. Have, do you ever have that happen? I've never had somebody send a video to me. Um, a video is not going to tell me that as far as how much I would insure it for. Plus, I wouldn't want the exposure and liability of me coming up with that number because I don't have enough information to determine that number. Uh, but who, who knows what kind of stuff you're going to see in that video? Yeah, too. exactly. Um, but the video, you bring up a good point, makes me think. So you have a hurricane. It's always good to do that. So take a video. You know, obviously, it'd be best if you have a, a detailed, you know, Excel spreadsheet with every piece and model number. But, you know, that's not really realistic. Um, so the great thing is at least walk around, take a video. It could be an hour-long video, a 30-minute video. Show your furniture. Show the model numbers on your TVs or your electronics. Go through your closet and kind of go through each piece of clothing, you know, pretty quickly. And and document it. So if you do have a hurricane and a loss, you can send that to the insurance company and say, hey, look. This is what I have. It's going to do two things for you. A, it's going to make the claims process a lot faster and smoother. And B, it's going to ensure that you're going to get properly uh, reimbursed. Great point. That's, that was the train of thought I had was the video for the hurricane. And you kind of made me think of something else. Um, a lot of folks don't realize um, just because you have insurance in your house, doesn't mean you're covered in a flood. So if, if a hurricane comes here, uh, my understanding is there's only certain categories that make it catastrophic. So so let's say, you know, there's a big rainstorm and I don't have flood insurance. My house floods. And what's the difference between, you know, say, you know, a really bad storm and it floods or a catastrophic hurricane, but I don't have flood insurance. If a body of water comes into your house, that's a flood. Okay. And if you don't have flood insurance, you are not covered. So uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Just because don't. they have insurance, they think they're covered in floods. No, they don't. It could be a bad rainstorm, and you can get flood. You know, your street over floods, the sewers back up, and, and you know, it goes into your house. It can be, uh, what was it, last year, a main line broke in, somewhere in South Tampa and flooded nearby houses. They didn't have flood insurance. You're not covered. So it can be any body of water that comes into your house. What if your hot water tank bursts and floods the house? That's covered in your home insurance. Because that's, uh, what's the term, a catastrophic event or a, an unforeseen event? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not necessarily a maintenance issue. It's just something that happens. Um, and that's with, you know, it's piping within your house. So that's a that's covered through home insurance. So hot water tank bust, um, that would be covered with your regular insurance. If there's a bad storm and the water floods into your into your house, that would not be covered under standard insurance, correct? Correct. Yeah. Any body of water coming in, not covered. What if there's a really bad windstorm and it blows, say, say on a rolling roof shingle? Um, this happened to me. I had a rolling roof shingle. A tornado actually hit down in my house over in Brandon, and it pulled up the entire rolling roof shingle flipped it to the other side of the house now all that was showing was the the wood that was on top of it is something like that covered with regular insurance yes yeah now having said that there are certain companies that exclude something called wind-driven rain which most people didn't learn until this this past hurricane a wind-driven wind-driven rain. rain okay explain please so if you break a window something happens like that and wind is drives the rain into your house or through a hole in the roof or something like that, 
depending on the policy, it might not be covered. Wait, wait, wait. So this, this, um, I'm having trouble with this, not understanding it. The way my, my brain's processing this is this is just another way for insurance companies to not have to pay out on things. I'm kind of looking at this as, you know, one of those almost gotcha things. Um, it's part of their underwriting guidelines. So each company has certain coverages. Most people think homeowner insurance is homeowner insurance is homeowner insurance. It's not always the case. I mean, most of them have most of the similarities, you know, 95%. But there are certain aspects of the policy that that, that exclude certain things that you don't want excluded. So, again, that, that goes back to going to an agent who has access to the proper companies and can properly write the coverage for you and advise you of the different options. Wow, so there's there's really a lot to talk about when folks are calling you about insurance. There is way more to uh, home insurance especially. Auto insurance is, is a little more straightforward, um, but home insurance especially, you definitely want to talk to an agent. I mean, you can call into the 1-800 numbers. Most of those guys don't write home insurance. It's just auto. If they do, they write it with one company, and they're not very competitive. However, you're talking to a guy sitting you know, at a cubicle who got – you know, a license over the weekend in order to legally talk to you. Um, and that's not the person I want giving me advice. That's not the person I want giving me advice. And I would <laughs> no. never even invite them on to my podcast. John, I, I want to pay you some gratitude because, um, you know, I've been working with you this year and I've sent you a lot of clients and a lot of business. And, and every deal is very smooth. Um, sometimes hiccups come up. We, we recently had a deal where... Um, the four-point inspection had some issues that had to be addressed. Um, you were up till 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night talking to me on the phone, making sure we got this stuff taken care of. So I want to express gratitude on, on how well you do you know, manage situations that arise. I think what's different about you and a lot of other insurance companies is you aren't sitting in a cubicle. You don't just stop working at 5 or 6 o'clock because this is your company. This is your business. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, there's three nights this week. I was at the office till ten, ten thirty. It's just you, you got to do what you got to do to get it taken care of, um, being timely and getting things to the client and you know any kind of realtor referral partners um, is important to me and it's important to you guys. So I make sure I do it. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I think you're one of the best in the business. I view you, you know, more than just you know an insurance agent. You're an entrepreneur and somebody who cares about the the folks that you know are entrusted to them. Me, I'm a real estate agent, um, but but I'm really an entrepreneur, um, and I want to surround myself with like-minded folks. Any clients who come work with me, and, and I sold over 25 houses this year. They're they're hiring me not just because I can help them sell the house but also because of my network because I only surround myself with people who will work till 9 10 11 at night so folks if you're looking for that kind of realtor um, you know visit my website sold by or Tampa military realtor.com uh, one of the cool promotions that I'm offering now is if you hire me your move is free meaning John if, if folks hire me to sell their house I'm gonna pay bull moving moving company to move all of their belongings to go to their next house have you ever heard of such a cool thing no i haven't i mean no, that's 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 unique i work with and i want to give you a plug too I, I work with realtors um a lot of realtors and you know some are better than others but um you're definitely top notch i mean you uh i can tell you truly care about your clients and and working with them and taking care of them so um, that really shows, and then I, I also appreciate you know you you know sending your clients my way for me to help. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for coming on the show. 
folks, listeners, um, if you have questions uh, for John or if you have questions for any of my past guests, uh, please send them to me. You can email me at jeff at soldbyniptuck.com. Uh, look at us on Facebook. Go to ritampainfluence.com, and you can see some of the posts I've had in the past. Um, please feel free to ask questions on those comments, on those threads. We'll definitely get them answered to you. I do appreciate you tuning in. John, thanks for coming in this afternoon. Tell them again where they can go to find you. Uh, that World Wide Web thing. The, oh, that's the, it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. The uh, www.myreliantinsuranceservices, or you can call or text 813-502-0282. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you later, folks. This is a cannabis podcast powered by Truly. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Now, with marijuana growing and growing and growing and growing every single day, what we wanted to do is, first and foremost, improve our economy. And it is definitely doing that. Uh, there's, uh, I was looking up some different information, and there's a lot of new jobs that are being created by cannabis every single day, every single week in this country. In 2020, you know, $8.5 billion is supposed to be the projection of 2020, the marijuana industry. And they're going to create 250,000 new jobs. Now, those are big numbers. 250,000 new jobs um, in any country is a lot of jobs. The Cannabis Podcast, powered by True Leaf, can be found on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.